Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. And I'm Brittany Fry. And our episode today, we are so excited about every time we ask for guest submissions, this person gets recommended a million times. So we're so excited to have Meg Miles on the podcast today. Meg, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I first have to say that Kindred Conversations, that name has like captured me because as moms, that's like what we want is this kindred spirit, this connection that we like know they get it. And so I love talking to moms. I'm excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much. That makes me so excited. Um, Okay. We have to ask you first, will you tell us about you and about Wilma? Yes. So, okay. So about me, I grew up here in Salt Lake City. Um, I ended up going to the University of Utah. I studied nursing. So I am a mom of four. I can't believe I can say that. I can't believe I have four kids now. I have four kids. Um, I'm a nurse. I'm a personal trainer, a pre and postnatal fitness specialist, and truly just love talking about women's health and wellness and fitness, um, especially to moms, because moms are the heartbeat of the world. And I truly think that is just, if I could capture any group of people and just tell them how wonderful and amazing and incredible they are, it would be moms. So, and then Wilma, Wilma is my, so I own a business called Wilma. It's also my fitness app. Um, Wilma has kind of a fun story to it. People always ask why Wilma, what's the name about? It's kind of a quirky name. We've trademarked it. It's ours now. Um, But Wilma Rudolph was my childhood hero. So she was this black American woman who grew up in the great depression um, in Tennessee. She was from a blended family. They had 22 kids between this, this family, if you can imagine and she was number 17. So when she was born, she had a variety of different things, pneumonia, scarlet fever. Um, She had polio, which we did not have a vaccination for at the time. So when she got all of this, doctors told her mother she would never learn how to walk. Um, And just as any mother would do anything for their own child, this mom was like, I am not going to give up on this on my child. I really want her to walk. So um, because of the segregation there in Tennessee, the local hospital would not treat Wilma's, um, she wouldn't treat her. So they would drive on this bus 50 miles both ways twice a week to receive treatment for her leg. Um, And the kids, the other siblings learn how to help her. And soon at age six, so I have a seven-year-old now. So it's, you know, at six, she finally learned how to walk um, miraculously. And so she kind of loved getting into sports. Long story short, she becomes this elite track all-star and these colleges had their eyes on her Um, And she ends up running in college and then she becomes the fastest woman in the world. So she was the first American woman to have three gold medals in track, a black American woman at the time. I mean, just every barrier you can imagine, she just broke. And so as a little kid, I just I just aspired to be her. I loved her. I read these books about her. And so that was my childhood hero. So Wilma for me is a very meaningful name. It really encompasses a community of moms who believe in themselves. And um, also, I love affirmations and I will and I am are both involved in that word. Wilma um, just has a lot of meaning to me. And it's a great conversation starter because it's a little quirky and, and fun, but we love it so much. It's become this really amazing community of women. I love that so much. I had no idea that Wilma was had such a powerful meaning behind the name. That's so yeah. special. And um, I have to add too, I've done your app and I've done the workouts and stuck with them and I love them. So Yay. thank you for 
for making it a little bit easier. It, it was like the first time I ever went to the gym. I had no idea what to do. And I used Wilma. So thank you. That's amazing. I love it. It's the best. And I think a different part of my app that makes it a little different from others, I hope, is just that I'm very intentional with, with the words that I use and the messaging that I use throughout the app. It's very much not based on body image, but truly health is a feeling, which as a nurse and just my background, I have just extensive like passion and love for that about health as a feeling of truly like that is what it's about. You know, that's what life is about is feeling good in our body. It's not about a way that we look, a number on the scale, um, a six pack, any of that stuff. Like those are just, it's so much deeper. So we'll talk more about that. Okay. Along with that, I want to ask you a little bit of your origin story of Wilma. How did it get started? How have you gotten to be where you are now? Oh my gosh. You guys, I love this question because I started just like any business in my garage. Like I, I left the nursing field totally with a leap of faith because we, I just wasn't feeling totally complete there. I loved my job as a nurse, but it just wasn't it. And I, I remember telling my husband years before nursing school, like, I know I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I just have always known that. Um, so when I took that leap and kind of started these personal training in my garage, I had like seven clients and, um, it was so much fun and I was earning a little money. I was a new mom. Um, but I just felt like I had a message to share more broad and I knew I could do it. And so my clients at the time had said like, okay, could you give us workouts throughout the rest of the week when we're not with you? And so I thought, well, like, this is kind of just going to be an experiment, but I'm just going to film from start to finish a workout in my garage and just do it for them. So I would film these workouts and give them to them. And they ended up loving it so much that I thought maybe I could do this on a broader scale. So we, we ended up saving all our little pennies for the, this first app that we called mom strong move. That was like my first, my first app. And since there it's grown very slow and organic, it has not been this crazy takeoff thing. It's just been a really slow growing business, which has brought a lot of sustainability and a great community base. But I'm so grateful for all the millions of mistakes that I made because I feel like we've made just about every mistake possible under the sun. But I think that's what what creates, um, you know, I mean, we can't grow without those mistakes. So it's, it's just grown really, really slow. And I am grateful so much for this community because over time I've been able to slowly hire things out. Now I have a full team helping me. It's become a full-time business, but it definitely doesn't start that way. And I always try to get that message out to young entrepreneurs or moms who want to do something because like, just start, you're not going to have everything perfect in the beginning. I think that's the biggest thing is that if you have something that's pulling at your heart, just start with what you have, where you're at, and slowly you're going to learn, you're going to make a million mistakes and be willing to just keep getting back up and pushing forward, you know? I love that message so much. And I feel like that's not only um, like speaking the things that I've been thinking and feeling over the last couple of months with Kindred Conversations, but also I feel like that's, you know, as well, a pep talk for me, like just remember, stick with it. Um, this is something that I feel like, you know, like Paris and I went, we started recording in Paris and Pierce's bedroom. Uh, like when we first started the podcast, you know, would like sit at the edge of the bed and do a little podcast. And I feel like over the, over the years, I mean, it's now been two and a half years. We like our style has changed and we're learning and growing and we've made a hundred little mistakes or, you know, things we've decided we want to do things differently. And anyway, I just, I appreciate you speaking to that because, um, 
I think my personality is very much a overthink before you do. And Paris kind of was like, no, we're doing this, like threw me in and, and really got like the, the fire under us that we needed. And I'm grateful for that. So I'm glad that you spoke to that just starting. I think that's so important. Um, I also wanted to ask we, so I have to tell you, we had kind of a 50, 50 mix of questions where the first half of questions were very much, um, just about being a mom and running a business and being an entrepreneur and managing your time. And then the second half were very fitness focused. So we're going to start off more business minded and working mom minded, and then move into fitness specific questions. But I want to ask you, uh, how, let's see, one person said, how do you plan your week and manage your time? Yeah. So again, my business has been kind of like a child, like it's stages, you know, you have a child that you think you have it all together and then they, they need to get potty trained or they, something comes up and you're like, I have no idea what to do again. Like it just, it's constantly evolving. So for me, um, things that have helped me over the years, this has now been seven years I've been doing this. So, um, I, every Sunday I sit down and plan out my schedule that I do with my husband, Bray, and we go through everything. So we're on the same page. We do that every single Sunday, non-negotiable. We just go through each of our days. Um, and then I go through and just write out my, my things that I need to get done. And I try to prioritize them on different days, just based on priority. Um, as you know, being a mom and working from home, it's like the constant, the constant struggle of time versus time for them, all these different struggles. But this is what I really think is that moms make incredible entrepreneurs because of that, because we are so um, good at adapting. That's like what we do all day. We multitask, we delegate things out. We are, we learn to solve solutions all day long. So for me, it's always adapting, but right now I love sitting down on Sunday, do that. And then I do have help. Like I say, I have a nanny that comes twice a week for four hours. So I love telling people that because, and like I say, I have a team of help now, so I could not do this alone. Um, I didn't always have that, but when I was young and just starting, I mean, I just, worked through nap times. I worked at bedtime. I woke up early. Um, you probably know my little motto on social media is win the morning, win the day, but it's truly like become my sacred little time in the morning is just that moment of productivity first thing in the morning. Um, I think that learning your time of productivity at the time that you have the most energy is really important. For me, I don't hire help in the afternoon because I know that I am the least productive in the afternoon afternoon where my working hours are like 6 a.m. to noon and I know I'm going to get a lot done at that time. So I think kind of learning your body, how you function, how you operate um, is important. And then just time blocking is really helpful for me. Like I will write down, um, I have 30 minutes today to answer emails. And after that 30 minutes, I'm going to close my computer and go to the next task. So um, being just organized that way and also willing to let a lot of things go. Like I don't think, I mean, now that I've transitioned to four kids, I can tell you, I never complete my to-do list in a day. Like it's never done. I'm never caught up. Um, so being able to kind of let a few things go and just learn to, you know, let that expectation lower a little bit as far as just getting things done, just chip away little by little. Um, someone once said something that was really helpful for me too. It was instead of like, okay, I went, I got the kids to school late. I have already started the morning. I didn't get my workout and just forget about it. Today's like a horrible day. Like that's, I think sometimes our mindset, like we have this day that's not going well. 
but truly like split up your day into four quarters. This is what I heard from someone. I love this idea of like, okay, I didn't win first quarter. Like that was just maybe didn't go my way, but like I have the mid morning to noon. Let's what's the next best thing for me. Is it going to be filling up my water bottle? Is it going to be moving for five minutes? Is it going to be unplugging for a little bit? Like what is the next best thing? So, um, always keeping that in mind and remembering that those little things compound, like they're just so important over time, you know, so just to keep doing those things. That's such great advice. And, you know, I think especially in these days where our little kids are at home, you know, our kids are little and sometimes the days feel really long. (laughs) And I honestly, I woke up today and I woke up and I was like, Oh, I, I, it was just one of those days, you know, I'm feeling like, Oh, this is not, this is not going to be it today. Like <laughs> I'm already feeling strung out and it's like 8.30. This oh my is, gosh. is it going to happen? But I, I love that thought of, you know, like you can split it into a few different times because, you know, like so much happens in a day. Oh, and right. I mean, in so many ways, it so many ways, so much doesn't happen yes. in a day, but the days can feel really, really long. And so I love that thought of, you know, you can wake up and have a bad morning or, you know, there can be a tantrum in the afternoon, but you can recover and you can keep things going. Yes. And it does feel so comforting to hear from someone who, you know, like you're killing it. We're proud Thank of you. you. <laughs> like you're, you're doing awesome. You have four kids, you're running this successful business and working out and just like you renovated your home and it's stunning. You're just, you're killing it. And you know what? You finish the day and you don't have all of your stuff checked off. That's really good to hear. Oh, I never have them cut off. I, yeah, it's just, I mean, the last three days have truthfully been such hard days with my kids, just like we all have. We're just so much whining, fighting, complaining. We all have those days as moms. And it's just, again, and it's okay to have like a bad day too. I remind myself of that a lot. Like if it really has just been a horrible day, I'm like, thank goodness the sun rises again the next morning. Like, thank goodness we have a do-over the next day because I need it. Like I need it so many days and some days are just hard and it's okay to kind of sit in that too and just say, I'm not my best self today and that's okay. Well, and it's inspiring to see too that, you know, you can have those hard days, but, and you don't finish your to-do list, but it doesn't stop you from making the to-do list the next day. Yes. You know, you still like, you get up, you try again and you work towards your goals. You work with your kids and you just like, you try again. Um, so kind of going along with that, so many of our listeners, I think, are so inspired by you building this business. Um, what advice would you give to moms who want to start something or want to pursue something, whether it's business or just a fitness goal or a hobby or anything, but they keep telling themselves like, oh, this isn't the phase of life. I can't, I can't do X, Y, Z while my kids are at home or while they're so young or whatever. Totally. You know what? When we, before we rebranded to Wilma, I think it was, um, trying to remember 2018 or 2017, I had these two words, um, written at the top of my planner every day. And it just said, just start like those two words. That was literally the best advice I could give to anybody would just be to start. You don't have to be perfect. You won't be perfect. Expect a million mistakes. Um, and just keep going. If you feel you have a message to share and if it's authentic to you, people will gravitate toward that. And I think that it gives people courage to see that people, people love seeing, I love seeing other people that are like doing what they love. That is what life is about. And as a mom, sometimes we need an outlet like that. Like our hobbies, you know, we're with these little kids all day. And sometimes we need, we not sometimes we all need to be doing the things that we love still. I think that's really important. So if you feel a push to do it, 
even if it's one person that hears your message. I mean, in the beginning, I had sometimes four people that would sign up for a class in the summer to come with me, four people, you know, and it, it wasn't like I was selling out all these classes. I just started small. I felt like I had an important message and it got me out of the house and it got me doing things I love. Um, and that is the most important thing. Okay, along with that, I'm wondering if you have any other, as a follow-up question, any other systems in place that you want to touch on before we move into fitness that you feel like this is a key to making this all happen? Yeah, I would say just hire out help when you can. Early, earlier than, I, I feel like my biggest regret in the first three years, because I didn't hire anything out for probably three years, um, when I could have. And I think that was my biggest regret, just being able to let other people help. Um, we can't do it by ourselves. There are some, you're never going to be able to do everything the best. There's people that can do things better than you in so many different areas. So just understanding that, like, if you have the opportunity to either swap with the mom and get babysitting help or hire out help, whatever it is, get help early and just don't be, don't be ashamed of that. That is how businesses work. That is how they run. Um, it takes a village. So remembering that you're not going to know everything and to reach out for help. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. Paris and I recently had an episode just on getting help as a mom and why are we all like so afraid, afraid of admitting that we can't do it all? You know, just we're, we're perpetuating this myth of like, Oh, I've got it all under control. Thanks. And like, we're all just, you know, losing our minds trying to keep up and really like, no, when you give yourself permission to just like get the help, it's such a game changer. Yes. Moms are superhuman, but we're still human. Yeah. (laughs) We still need help. Like we can't actually fulfill all of these roles. And you know, it's good to realize that it's good to realize that we can't. And especially when you are managing so many different roles, you know, it's, it's not something that needs to be validated or excused. You know, it's something that can support you and support your family. And I love that you're giving that advice. Um, Okay. Into some of our fitness questions. I'm so excited to ask you about these. Um, Okay. Can I ask this first one? Yes, you go first. Okay. This first question, I feel like I could have written it, but I didn't. It was how to balance having a positive body image, but also working on losing weight to get healthy. I feel like this phase is like every time I'm done having a baby, I'm like, I love my body. I'm nursing. I just grew a baby. It's okay. It's going to take time. But like every day, right? I'm like trying to tell myself this while also trying to build a, you know, build back some strength and like lose the weight that I gained during the pregnancy. And that is like kind of a funny line to walk. You know, you're, you're, they seemingly don't go together. And so I'm curious, how do you balance those two ideas? Totally. I mean, this is a question I get on the daily as well. And it's, I mean, like you say, I have, I feel like I could have several different answers depending on the person um, and depending on different goals. Cause I think people just have different goals and things that they're working toward. Um, this is the one thing to the, to the base of this question that I would say to that is that um, having a positive body image to me is not um, believing that your body looks good. It's believing that your body is good, regardless of what it looks like. And like you say, it's hard because you you do have this gratitude. Like I have more gratitude for my body now than ever. I've I've birthed four babies. You know, I've gone through this four different times, and it, just what a miraculous thing that is. Um, but there also is that side of like I want to feel good again. Like I want to be comfortable in my clothes again and things like that. So. Um, I think understanding first that base of gratitude, understanding that your body is good, regardless of what it looks, and really holding on to that is so important. 
Um, and then also asking yourself why, like why do you want to lose the weight? Um, I work with a lot of different clients, obviously, and so it's it's hard because I walk this line of intuitive eating. That's just what I'm about, and it's not tied to weight loss, honestly. Intuitive eating is is not for weight loss. It's just finding a comfortable range that your body naturally sits at, and that's kind of true forever. And we have this range, this weight range that our body feels the best at. It's not a set number. It's like a range. Um, and so, but asking yourself why why is it that you want to lose weight? Is it because media and diet culture has infused that thinner is on this pedestal and you want to have this thin body or is it because you really do not feel good and you really have some weight that you want to lose you know so finding a why that's much deeper than how how you look or how you'll look in a picture things that are so temporary um is important but um i think there are like five things that i would focus on like if i'm talking to a new mom who's like, I really just want to feel better in my clothes and more comfortable. I want some of these pounds off. One to two pounds of weight loss a week is really sustainable. So nothing too drastic. We don't do extremes, especially within my community. It's not, it's not about extremes. And I don't, I don't count calories or macros myself. So um, for me, I focus on five things. One is movement and weightlifting. I would aim for three days a week at least, but try to aim for five. Like just get in regular movement. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be long. And I know that as a mom, it's like you sneak it in when you can, you know, and sometimes early mornings don't happen because you're just so tired. So like just do what you can. Um, movement is big. And then the second thing I would focus on is protein. I know it's kind of a big hype out there right now, but it really is true. Like as a nurse, we're treating different things like wounds or other things, we would actually give protein to our, like through IVs, you know, because protein is that recovery macronutrient. It is crucial for our cells to recover, our muscle tissue to recover and rebuild. Um, it helps when, as you build lean muscle, you're also increasing your metabolism. So all of those things work hand in hand. So getting, they'll say like, you'll hear different things. I would say, a general recommendation would be like 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight of protein a day. And if I'm just talking to someone, because I don't count my macros, but I'm mindful about this every day, especially as I'm training every day. So recovery is huge for me, but just like aim for hundred grams or more protein a day. And it's kind of hard in the beginning. You're going to be like, whoa, I need to figure out what foods like contain this and what I can do to really get that. But as women, especially as we're prone to osteoporosis and other things, muscle breaking down after 30, like we need to be having protein as a focus of our, of our each meal. Um, so I'd say daily movement, protein, I would say um, being really mindful about added sugar. Um, the recommendation is 30 grams. I think it's like 25 grams or less, but 30 grams or less is a really good goal every day. And that's more of just like those packaged food items. So just be mindful about that. I feel like if you are getting in hundred grams of protein or more, you're not going to be eating a lot of sugar anyways. Like that is one thing that will just keep you eating really great plant-based things throughout the most of the day, most of the day around that protein. Um, and then three, I would say the fourth thing would be veggies. So like all of our good minerals that we need and um, those phytonutrients that are in vegetables that make them so colorful, those are things three cups a day. So if you hold out your hand and hold out like a little cup shape, just three cups a day. So if I can focus on that as like each meal, just getting in a side of vegetables, it's just doing your body so much good. You're getting fiber, you're getting all these good nutrients. And then the fifth thing I would say is actually sleep. Um, and I know as a new mom, that's like laughable because you're not getting any sleep, right? It's like what your body needs most and we don't get much of it. But um, as your baby grows and goes throughout stages, the more we can do to just prioritize sleep and recovery and rest, 
complete rest from digital, like, you know, we get digital fatigue, all these things of unplugging and just resting is so important. I think it's not talked about enough. So I would say those five things to really focus on. And, and again, like slowly, it's just consistently those habits, then weight will come off after baby and you'll get to a point and it's going to be slow and it's going to be steady, but that's like, that's what it should be. Okay. I really appreciate this answer because I feel like, you know, hopefully as a society, we're moving more towards body positivity. You know, I mean, I, I hope that I hope our podcast is like that. I think, I hope we're all promoting body positivity. Um, but I also think it is, you know, like there are times where you're right, like it doesn't feel good. And I think most people who've had a baby can resonate with that feeling of being like, oh, you know, this, this weight has served me. I needed it. I'm grateful for it. And, you know, I, I'm ready to, you know, feel a little bit more like myself and feel a little bit healthier. And, you know, it is, I think, you know, there can be like a really good reason to want to take care of your body in a way that requires you to, to lose weight a little bit. Anyway, so I really appreciate just like that answer, because that's such a, healthy way to do it. And I think sometimes we're like afraid to admit that we want to lose the weight. And so then we don't do it in a way that feels healthy or like it's actually serving our body. But I love that you, if we can just go back to like, okay, why am I doing this? It's, it's not because I hate my body. It's not because I hate my body postpartum, but it's because I love my body. It's because I'm grateful for my body and all that it's given me, you know, it's given me this child and I want to take, I want to take care of it. And those five things are such a great way that we can honor and respect our bodies that have just given us such a gift. So. Totally. It's a way of love. Like it's self-care of being able to feel your best. And I totally understand that I'm four months postpartum in a week. So I have felt this all again, you know, as I'm just, again, just revisiting all those things that make me feel my best. It's so important. And there, I love how it's interconnected because as soon as you start doing that physical stuff, your mentality, like your mental health just it just shines. Like it's just, it all is so interconnected. So um, one thing I do love that I will note too um, is just that scale-based results is just such a small, like I really wish I could tell everyone to ditch the scale because it really just doesn't paint the full story. And I know that we're hearing that, but I love other ways of like seeing progress. And for me, it's huge postpartum because I was like, you know, as I'm filming and I'm, as I'm training over these years, like I know my fitness level capacity. So like, as soon as I have a baby, I'm like, no, I know that I'm not up to where I was before, you know? So for me, it's really about performance-based goals. I love performance-based goals. And I always try to push my clients toward that of like testing a mile, see how fast you can run a mile and then see how fast you can run it. Like work toward little things, adding one more push up. Um, being able to work out for five more minutes, like walking an extra mile. All of these things are huge. If you, just as you know, like after you have a baby, you can't just go run five miles again, like, and and you shouldn't. Like, it's just a gradual process. So I love performance-based goals. I love measuring um, my energy levels of how I'm feeling. I love measuring and kind of getting a grasp on my mental health. So I do have to say with Um, Poppy, I had some postpartum anxiety that I had never experienced before. And I was aware that it could happen again. And with Gwynnie this last time, um, I had the worst postpartum anxiety I've ever had for probably a couple months. And it was, it was really to the point, I didn't know what was going on at first. And I thought like, I was, I was thinking I need to get blood work done, tests, like there's something 
obviously wrong here. Um, and then once I recognize, okay, this is postpartum anxiety, I, I'm going to move through this, but I'm also going to, it's going to take time. It just, it, it was hard and it, and it's hard for everyone. Like, I don't know if you've experienced any of that, but I think that's relatable to a lot of your listeners that sometimes you're not feeling good after, and there's, it's kind of out of your control. And man, I struggled those two months of feeling my heart race at night and feeling like I was going to pass out and feeling very easily triggered. And, um, and honestly, I need to talk more about that on my platform because I'm like, this is such a common thing that's happening, but, um, it's it's okay and you're not broken and you're there's hope and there's a lot of help and now that I'm on the other side of those feelings and feeling so much better it's just such a change and I so I hope women know that too that if they don't feel all the way themselves when they have a baby like it's it's okay and they're they're going to work through it there's help there's hope you know thank you so much for sharing that I do feel like that is so so relatable and I I haven't experienced postpartum anxiety, but I, when I am pregnant, I'm pregnant right now. I'm 26 weeks pregnant. And I just, I don't, I don't feel like myself. You know, I feel like I'm very irritable. I'm very irritable and just like a a little bit, you know, like, I feel like I have baby blues before my baby comes. I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm totally like that, which I feel like people don't really talk about that Mm -hmm. that much. Um, which, you know, honestly, like I can't complain um, cause I'm grateful. Mine mostly comes before rather than after, yeah. but that's, that is comforting to hear because it just, you know, it feels really frustrating. And I was even thinking about that as you were talking about like having goals that aren't weight related. Like I am so excited to be able to, and, and you are such a good example of this, of like being able to exercise and work toward goals while you're pregnant. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel good right now in a lot of, in a lot of different ways, but you know what? I, I'm so excited to be able to work on like feeling good again. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to be able to like go on a run and just like be able to go on a run and be able to enjoy it and not feel like I'm going to pass out, you know? And and really like, I don't, I don't think we give ourselves enough, enough credit or enough of that grace, like postpartum or, and you know, like, and we can do it pregnant too and throughout all of our phases, but you know, we, we deserve to be able to, you know, work on our, work on our body bodies in the sense that we're like, it, we're getting healthier, you know, like, and getting stronger and, and supporting ourselves no matter what phase we are in. Oh, totally. I have to share. I just went home, uh, to visit my parents for a couple of weeks and, part of it was this family reunion. And we were talking to some of my cousins who had had like their own personal family reunion. They're all grown out of the house and have their own kids. So like them getting together was still, you know, a big feat. And somehow, uh, you know, it it wasn't in the schedule, but somehow as they were at this family reunion, they decided they were going to do foot races (laughs) because they were like arguing over who was the fastest. And I was laughing, remembering times that I did that with my siblings growing up. And as they're talking, like, I'm getting this itch to like, <laughs> run. yes, I got to get out there. Like, I want to be fast again. Like, I want to do that race and beat my siblings, you know? <laughs> and just like, anyway, you talking about fitness-based goals actually made me think of that, that there is nothing like setting or performance-based goals. There's nothing like setting a goal for yourself that pushes your body that you feel this, you know, just natural achievement in doing it. I mean, there's no motivation like that. 
Anyway, so I'm glad you brought that up. And along with that, I'm curious what you think. So moms, you know, as you know, can't spend hours a day in the gym. You know, I've got this little brother who is so fit and is obsessed with working out and right. Like he can just plan his entire day around. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, but I don't have that. So how do you feel like what's the most efficient? And I mean, you mentioned weightlifting. What do you feel like is the most efficient or effective way to change body composition? How can you do that with like spending the least amount of time? Yeah. I mean, weightlifting changes, changes everything. Like it changed my life in so many ways because Um, I mean, talking about body composition, it's probably the most effective, right? Because it's just the more muscle, lean muscle you have on your frame, the greater your metabolism, just the stronger you're going to feel. So that is a big thing. I always push weightlifting, especially in women, like I say, because we're just prone to osteoporosis and other things. And at age 30 really is when our bones and muscles start just breaking down in everybody. So the more that we can kind of preserve that muscle, um, just the better we're going to feel overall. So, okay. You mentioned along with that, you mentioned three to five times. Is that weightlifting or just movement? I would say this. I think the best thing that you can do is move. If you love to, okay. if you love to run, run. Like everyone's always like, what's the best exercise? And I'm like, it's honestly the one that you love because you're going to do it most consistently. But I do think at least twice a week to try to incorporate weights if you can. Um, my app is really fun because it's, it really, there's a plan that really kind of is for anybody. Like if you are an at-home person and you have minimal equipment, then do the home workouts in my app. Like I do them with you from start to finish. There's no easier way. There's no think about it. You just wake up, press play, and I'll do the whole thing with you. That's also included in pregnancy. I have that option. So, and then if you're at the gym, like get a program. I always suggest, I mean, this is like a little plug for my app, but honestly, any app or trainer that resonates with you, like that you really feel has effective programming, go use a plan. If I get, I never go to the gym hardly ever without a plan because a plan gets you there. It gets you going. And it's just having somebody that can have effective programming to really take you through something and to, you know, use, use things like progressive overload and all these different intensity techniques throughout, like that is what you should be doing. Um, so I think for any mom, like get a, get a plan. Like it's, it's so much easier or go to a group fitness class, like go get friends and do it together. Um, I always say too, like, if you have little start noticing your little spaces throughout your day, if you have nap time, if you have kids that nap, or if you do feel like you're really energetic in the morning and you feel like you could get up just 30 minutes before they wake up or just notice those little opportunities and capitalize on them and create the time. And there are so many days that you've seen on Instagram too, that my kids work out with me because I just don't make it up early enough, you know? So um, they are sponges, they soak it in. And I think there's no better way to model a healthy relationship with exercise than just doing it yourself in a healthy way and your kids will follow. They just will grow up with that. So it's hard. It's hard, but, but you, everybody has the time to squeeze in just a little bit. I really believe that. So even if it's five minutes, you know, totally. I actually think that all the time. So often we use our kids as an excuse, like, Oh, I can't, I can't do this because I have kids. But then I remind myself, you know, I, you know, I need to do this because I have kids, you know, I want them to grow up seeing me take care of myself. And I want, I want to have the energy to be able to keep up with them. And you know, if I'm not, if I'm not eating good foods and if I'm not exercising, like I can't keep up with them, you know, I, I need that. And I just do, I do think it's so important to do it for them, not just 
like in in spite of the fact that we have kids you know it's something that really does serve our whole family when we're taking care of ourselves in that way. Agreed. I love that. Okay. Another question. I thought this was so sweet. And let's see. I don't know. They didn't say like if it's specifically fitness or what. Yeah, I feel like but... it applies to both. Yeah, I think so too. It said, what advice would you give yourself after having your first baby? Oh my gosh. Well, first I would say to remember that um, nobody has it all together. Um, there was actually a little quote that I wrote down. Let me see if I can even find it. I had this quote that I read the other day that was so good, but it said, let's see if I can find it. It said something about that, about just making mistakes, but really mistakes are the catalyst to growth. And I think as a mom, knowing that, oh, you guys, I can't find it, but, um, just knowing that as you make mistakes, it is the only way to grow. So there's no mom that has it all together. And I think that's just the good thing to understand is that you're never going to feel on top of it all. But, but out of anything, I think the most comforting thing to me as a mom is knowing that I was meant to be theirs and they were meant to be mine and for whatever reason. And I think we learn those reasons as we grow, but, um, there is nobody more meant for the job than you. And so just, remembering that when times get harder, when you, a question comes up that you don't know, just remembering that like, no, they were placed, like you were placed together and that you have what it takes. You have enough. Um, and just that they don't, as they look at you, like I just have my little Gwynny, she's four months old and she just looks at me with the biggest smile. It's like, it's like, I'm the most important person in the world to her, you know, (laughs) and she just loves me with this most pure, perfect love. She doesn't care what pant size I'm wearing. She doesn't care that I messed up 50 times that day or yelled at my kids. Like she just, she cares that I'm there. And that's the biggest thing. Your kids, they care that you're there and that's, they only need you. Um, and they only need your love and they only need you to just try again and again and again, even when you mess up. So I would remember that. Um, the second thing that I would say is just, I, I feel like Um, when it comes to health and wellness and fitness, like there's chapters and seasons in the beginning, as you have a baby, it's just going to be kind of a learning period for like that six months to a year. (laughs) Like you're going to find rhythms and then they're going to get messed up again and you're going to have to find a new rhythm. So have patience and grace with yourself along the way. That first year is just, it's ups and downs the whole way through, but there will get into another season where you have a little bit more time. So remembering that and keeping that perspective of like, you're doing a really good job and just do what you can with what you, what you can during the moment. Um, and then I would say just to soak it in, like I was thinking of this last night. Um, I feel like throughout my motherhood experience with each of my kids, I have felt the weight of motherhood heavier and heavier with each one in the way that I just feel how sacred and fleeting it is and how much more I want to hold on to it and soak it in with every single one. It's like that weight just becomes heavier. And I'm like, this is the times of them reaching up out of the crib or the kindergarten drop-offs or the Legos on the floor, the noise in the halls, like all of those things will one day be gone. And so just the temporary fleeting moments just to hold on and soak them in and to remember to slow down. Because I think when we look back on our life, like those are the moments that we're going to, we're going to think about. And I think we'll only have regrets if we don't do that. If we, if we don't hold on to that present moment, um, my kids as a business 
women and like just as a mom, they've only made life so much sweeter for me in every way. And of course it's harder, but like, isn't everything worthwhile hard and challenging? Like what doesn't challenge you doesn't change you. I just think that's really what kids do is they make us adaptable. We learn so much. And I think if everyone could have, if every mom could just put their mom on top of their resume, like that goes so far. I feel like as a mom, you do every single thing. It's the, it's the most amazing job in the world. I feel so lucky to do it. Um, but just knowing that to soak it in, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make a million mistakes, but that doesn't make you a bad mom. And just to have fun, like have fun along the way. And just, you know, remember that with fitness, things are, things are slow and steady. There's chapters to every season and just to do your best. That's so sweet. And, you know, I think when we see our kids with that perspective, you know, it makes the more important small moments more important and it helps us value them more when we're in them and the things that are more inconsequential it helps us brush them off yes and so I just love having that mindset and it really is so comforting just to hear you talk about how you know there are rhythms and and it's so it's okay like I I honestly feel like I'm someone who loves to work out and I love to take care of my body and there are times where pregnancy just kicks my kicks my butt Ooh. or you know, my newborn's kicking my butt. And so it's like, yep. for me in this phase right now, movement is like me taking my kids on a bike ride and, you know, hopefully squeezing in a weight session. But, but that is grace that, that we should all be giving ourselves. It's just really, it's such a good reminder. So thank yeah. You. And honestly, that saying I say so much is just not all or nothing, but all or something. Like a bike ride is enough. Like if that's all you get in, that's amazing. So just celebrating those little wins along the way um, is so important. Okay, I just really quick want to add, I feel like you are like speaking to my heart, these last two things that you touched on. I just yesterday had been thinking about both or maybe two days ago. Um, Paris and I went to this little mom get together that a friend of ours organized and I left feeling a little bit emotional. I messaged a couple. I mean, I saw a couple of friends there. I met a lot of new people. Um, I had a friend that wasn't there because she was out playing a tennis match. And I just left truly, truly in awe of women and mothers and just was emotional over it. I, I just all the time think if you could see yourself through somebody else's eyes, like you would be blown away at all of the things that you're doing. So I just love that you touched on that. And then also you talking about like these little fleeting moments. I love to think that there are these little love notes to motherhood all throughout your day. And I could be losing my mind one second. And then I go to bed and like this happened last night, Johnny and I lay our heads down on our pillows and I look between us and there's just like a little toy hammer. And I could not help but just smile at it. I'm like, I love that there is a toy hammer in my bed right now. And I just, you know, I think giving yourself grace with those hard moments is so great, but just allowing yourself to like revel in all of these love notes to motherhood that you're getting throughout your day is so important because it's all for naught if you are not finding joy in the journey. So just thank you for touching on those things. I feel like they've been on my mind and you just said it so perfectly. That is the cutest image of love notes. Like I will never forgive that, forget that because that is truly what it is. Like just those reminders. I heard from a mom, an older mom that all of her kids are grown. She said to me, 
Um, if you've had a hard day or any day that you just felt not enough or inadequate, just go check on your kids while they sleep, when their heads are asleep. Don't you feel like that? Like I go every night, I do that. I go check on my kids and just give them all a little kiss when they're fast asleep. And it's just, it's crazy. Like the love just comes rushing back in, even if my talk completely destroyed me that day, like owned me and just done everything possible to like destroy my soul (laughs) for the day. (laughs) I go in and see her and I'm like, I... I love her so much. And just that love enters back in. So just a good little like end of the day with that little love note reminder, you know? Totally, totally. I love that. And, you know, it it reminds me too how important it is that we take that time because, you know, our butts are getting kicked every single day, you know, in the best way. But how important it is that is it that we look at those hammers in our bed and we like see our kids sleeping and we take the time to just, soak that in and treasure that because that is what it's all about. And, you know, I think sleep comes and it's just so cleansing and purifying. Yeah. And you do, you know, that's something that's so beautiful about, like, I, I had a hard day with my kids today and I put them to bed and I just like, I did feel so grateful knowing that they're going to wake up tomorrow with pure Fresh forgiveness. Yeah. It's going to be, I love you, mommy, in the morning. Yes. And I them too so much I'm just so grateful that you know we really do get to learn and try every single day and at the end of the day like we're just doing our best and loving them and like what more can we do than just try and really you you know embrace that all and embrace the lessons that they're giving us and how lucky are we I know how lucky are we it's true okay Meg I'm wondering if there's anything else that you want to share with our listeners before you go Um, just, just to know that they're enough. Like I know that this podcast is really based in just mothers, you know, all different walks of life. And you talk about that gathering. And I think there's nothing better than that of connecting with other moms and we need each other. I think if there's one thing that is the destroyer of all is just when we start degrading other women or back talking or just being rude, like we are, the heartbeat of the society. And if we can just love people and meet them where they're at um, with no judgment, I think that's what comes from being a mom is we go through so much. Like I have been through so many different scenarios with my kids that like I could not judge another mother for anything, like literally anything. I can't think of a scenario where I'd be like, that's wrong. I mean, we just, we know our kids best. And that's what you learn is that everybody mothers a little bit differently. But if we can just love and accept people where they're at and connect, find those connective um, things that, that really bind us together, that is where we create a community, just like little kindred spirits, you know, these conversations. Um, it's so important. And if there's anything I hope to do, it's to just cheer women on. It's my favorite job. So Um, I'm passionate about it. And honestly, if you ever want me to talk more about the fitness side of things too, pre and postnatal fitness, just for women, like I would be happy to. I love that. I'm passionate about that. Yeah. You just signed yourself up for another episode. I like, okay, shoot part two. (laughs) Yes, seriously. I mean, it's just something I'm so passionate about because if we can empower a woman, we empower a family, we empower a community, we empower, like life changes with one woman who feels enough. So um, just remembering that, that that is each of your listeners is that they have so much to offer. They're irreplaceable and loved beyond measure. So just keep being your amazing self. That was perfect. I needed to hear that. And who, who doesn't? So thank you so much, Meg. I am so 
grateful that you took the time out of your busy life to come share that with us and share that with our listeners. So thank you so much for being you and the positive light that you are on the internet and in real life. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really quick before we go, would you mind sharing where people can find you? Yes. So I'm just on Instagram as my name, Meg underscore Miles. Um, I'm also under Wilma. So share a lot of fitness things over there. But my app is truly, I have six different subscriptions. So a whole pregnancy subscription that you can either do home or gym or a combination plan of the two. It's really fun because I I have filmed it. I really, it was a five-year project. So between all my pregnancies, this last time I filmed everything as I was going. So when you're 20 weeks, I'm 20 weeks in the app and just on and on. So that's fun. I have a postpartum guide included in every subscription to really help in the healing of diastasis recti and pelvic floor. Um, And then just a regular subscription too that I'm doing every week. So home, I'm filming those start to finish. And then also a gym side of things and a combination. So really it's just a fun community. I have a place for anybody wherever they're at. So those are the two places, main places that you can find me. So 